Hello and welcome. I'm Jillian Raymond, the co-creator of Juicy Bits and a Coalition Snow ambassador. And I'm Jen Gorecki, your co-host and the CEO of Coalition Snow. For those of you who are new, get ready to laugh, cry, and maybe pee your pants a little. Juicy Bits is about taking the conversations that we start on the chairlift and at the trailhead and bringing them to you to explore alternative narratives that challenge the status quo about what it means to be a modern woman in the outdoors. Grab your helmet because sometimes it's a bumpy ride. FYI, friends, this podcast is for mature audiences, so you've been warned. Let's get to work and juice the patriarchy. Hmm, it can be kind of mullety too if I don't comb them right. That's cute. I do appreciate that you talked me off the ledge of, of cutting my own bangs. Um, it's... But I've done some snipping and I've done it really slow unlike the time I combed my hair all forward and just cut a full-on mullet yeah so caution to to our listeners um if you're going to cut your own bangs you need to consult me first yes um I did tell you not to but then you had and you did a you get you did a good job it's kind but, of a commitment I don't need to have like a every six-week relationship with with a hairdresser even though they could be fabulous I just don't have that it's not going to fit in. To See, all that's the like one of the only committed relationships I have <laughs> is with Jazzy, my uh, hairdresser, uh, fantastic human on this planet because she makes my grays go away mm. and she does cut my hair as well. But yeah, that is one of the very few committed. But okay, I lie. I have many, <laughs> many non-romantic committed mm-hmm. relationships. This is something that slew drawing from nature some of you might know her she and I have talked a lot about this of like particularly for someone like me who's not partnered and who's like at the age that I'm at you know like when you start to sort of assess the relationships that you have why do we not value non-romantic relationships as much as we value uh, romantic and oftentimes like monogamous relationship so she and I have talked a lot about that that like you know we're in a committed friendship Mm -hmm. and there's so much value you and I are in a committed friendship 100% 100% so the night that me you and Slu got to hang and um, do some maybe wine drinking and then biking the next day which was super fun Chani had put out in the vision of Tonight was the night of like celebrating or, or honoring yeah, mm-hmm. platonic relationships and friends. Yeah, platonic relationships. I think that piece gets lost sometimes in the clusterfuck, from my experience, that is of marriage and motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am very grateful that I have a supportive partner that not only is not threatened by the fact that I have important friends in my life, but like values that. I have that and I value it for him too. One of the one of the many things that I loved about him when I first met was the effort he would put in to keep in touch with friends. Now, granted, I have some that are not as forgiving of my hectic schedule or my inability to finish a conversation when something is happening in my life, while many get that like, hey, three minutes, we get it, you 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 gotta move on. So I think there's also that understanding as we as we get on in, in our in our years. 
um, that friendship is kind of that, I love that beautiful piece where you, you can kind of just pick up where you left off. Mm -hmm. Those are the best friends ever where it doesn't matter how much time's passed. You just, yes. you pick it up. But for me, right. One thing that I've been going through, um, is that I like, I have to be very careful with my time. Mm -hmm. I have to be very focused about work. Um, and then I need my personal time, just mm -hmm. like alone me time. And then I need time with my friends and I, there's almost no more time left. No, that's a lot. Yeah. That's it. Right. So work, which is a lot when you run your own businesses and I have two. So work, friendships, maintaining friendships, which I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Like it's not a burden. It's like, no, I want to see friends. And then alone time, there's almost nothing left, which is one thing that actually has made me feel like I don't want to date a lot. And I, I don't like, I don't want to bring multiple people into my life or really pursue something um, with someone because like, I don't have the time for it. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting the decisions that we make because I could choose, I could choose to say, well, I will cut into my alone time to carve out time to have a romantic relationship, or I could spend less time with my friends mm -hmm. for a romantic relationship and I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And that's very interesting mm -hmm. to me to make that decision. And sure. There's like, obviously there is romance and it fits in, but yes. it's like on the calendar, it's small. It's like not, I'm not interested in heaps and heaps of it. No, you had that carved out that kind of 8 PM to 11 PM window. Oh, I yeah. felt like that that was working for you for a while. That's no such stay a good overs, one. Cause then you no get the morning overs. time, just kind of that coffee when you want yep. and the, and that vibe. Um, that's, I feel like, okay, I have not, I haven't okay. done the 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. to like come in and then and then let's get down and then okay. goodbye. I haven't done that in a while. I should I should get that back this into the rotation. This is what friends do for each other. Think, yeah. yeah, to remind you of your own words of wisdom. That's right. That That's was like a really late dinner, good. A little maybe a little vino. You know, well work's already done. Like work's done at eight. Time. Maybe yeah. I've had a little bit of time. Yeah. And another reason why they can't stay the night is in the morning time. In addition to having my coffee, I need to go ski. Yeah. Or ride bikes. Like mm -hmm. there isn't, I don't need someone there mm -hmm. to take up the time that I already have other things planned. I know I sound like a fucking asshole right now, but the point of talking about this <laughs> is you don't have to be in a romantic relationship to have, um, to have these really beautiful, um, plat you know, platonic mm -hmm. relationships that add so much value. We spend so much time. I think a lot of single people spend so much time chasing yes. the one person or mm -hmm. chasing, you know, chasing that. And I, I think that when you find the person or people who you want to be with, that's beautiful and you, and you should do it. But there's so much angst and um, stress and, and um, sort of awfulness that goes mm -hmm. along with trying to find someone. And I, I don't, I wonder what, how people would feel or like what things would look like if we had less emphasis on that. Yeah, we've talked about this before in the fact of not getting everything you need from one person, right? And I think yeah. that's also a value that comes in, in, in spades of platonic friendships um, across all genders and across all ages and what you can learn from people that live in 
different environments than you, have different experiences. And I've actually seen it be really toxic when those people can find that one person and then they think they have to get everything from that one person or everything yep. is all about that one person. And I think you, you lose a bit of yourself if you're not then also bouncing your beauty and your ideas and all that goodness off your friends and with your friends. And those relationships, um, you know, when they're valued, then they add value back into your shared relationships. I also mm -hmm. think they add value into your work relationships. Like I don't need to be friends with everyone I work with. I have to say right now, I work with a beautiful team that I feel like is almost this other entity that is a great given exchange of energy. And that's mm -hmm. a really valuable part of you know, sharing in that it's not, it's a different kind of friends, like your work friends. Right. And some of them I can push little boundaries with, which is kind of fun, but other times you keep those boundaries because it's like work friends. And then it's mm -hmm. like, you know, think about our friends that we might have had for, gosh, it's hard to know, 25 and 30 Oof. years and 35, you know, special people. Yeah. It's like a little ode to friends right now. Let's cheers yeah. on that one. Cheers. Because right we're actually getting to sit together. Yeah. We're in the same room right now, which doesn't happen very often, but Jillian. Sip or it's bad luck. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Jillian's in Reno today, so we went for a mountain bike ride. We were not the sexiest and strongest it bikers. Was... I'll speak for myself, and you can't see, but I've got this little thing on the arm. I've she got has some, some scrapes and, and, and thorns in my clothing. Today was almost, when I was on my mountain bike, I, I had this feeling more than once of, I, is it my first time on a mountain bike today? I, and the trail wasn't like... It was like low intermediate. There was like a little, like occasionally some small steep parts that were very like sand and loose mm -hmm, dirt. Mm -hmm. So it was and that, narrow, super and narrow, very, very narrow, very narrow and treed um, and bushy. I mean, I was actually thinking about rattlesnakes for half of the ride. I don't know if that's too cold thing. today, okay. but yeah, no, there could have been um, rattlesnakes, rattlesnakes in summer. Yeah. And to your point, in the parking lot, you were like, it's going to be easy. So that was also in my head. I, I was like, oh, that. it's going to just be like cruiser cross country. We're like hanging in the afternoon. It was gorgeous. Absolutely was gorgeous. Beautiful. But I probably thought most of the ride, like I hadn't been on mountain bike ever. And I've actually been biking quite a bit because to me, yeah, biking's been really good. Um, in Tahoe, we've kind of had a wet fall. So ever after those rains, the trails are all tacky and fun and kind of a good way to get in shape for winter. That it's, is not something is I always do, but I'd like to be able to uh, climb up some mountains here pretty soon. We saw our first snow. Yeah. I mean, in addition to uh, acting like it was my first time on a bike today, <laughs> I have been... First timing, not first time. Okay. I've been trying to do some more like resistance or like weightlifting. So I've had multiple people in my life. These all also happen to be people that I have had dates with, um, like who were like, you need, and also slew my, uh, platonic committed, committed relationship yeah. <clears throat> with slew. Of like, we need to lift weights and mm -hmm. like, you can't just ride bikes and do yoga mm -hmm. and you know, so I, I ride bikes, I ski, I do yoga and that's kind of it. And so I've been, um, are you going to tell me you're a gym rat? No, I'm not. I'm going to show you <laughs> what I've been trying to do in my house as I like get up from the computer and I walk into the kitchen. This one specifically is from, uh, Casey Kasem, Jen's top 40. So okay. this is from him. He okay. told me that you do like, I wish all of you Jen could see. Is, Jen is getting up off the couch right now. So uh, I think it's called like an Austrian, Hungarian lunge. Okay. It's a Hungarian lunge. And so. Left leg is straight, right knee's bent. Okay. On the couch. And yep. you just do this. And if I've got, if 
Your form looks pretty good. Thank, well, I could go lower, but if I want weights, this is this get ready for ski season workout. So I need to get a video of this. So you do you, can this what, go along when the episode yeah. releases? I think this would be a nice little gift. So what you're what you should do is you should do three sets. You're welcome, everyone. You should do three sets, and on each side you should do 10 lunges and you should do that as many times in the day as you can I've been told and then when that becomes easy you add more or you add weights also I don't even know if anyone can hear me right now I'm probably ruining <laughs> the sound by doing this for Jillian but well now you have to do the other side just oh, for yeah. equanimity but no this is important we've got listeners out there in towns that the snow's already falling. They're on their bikes. We want to get strong. I'll tell you half the, the spills I took today, which were mostly rookie beginner moves, like falling off my bike when it was standing, um, falling in, in a, like a, a slide out in sand were the kind of things where I was like this, I'm not going to ruin my species. Like I'm not going to injure myself. I'm having fun. I got the shit eating grin on my face because I just love riding my bike. But there was a lot of restraint on the like protection around like not getting injured. Like I'll get yeah. some scrapes and get knocked off a little bit. But no, that was like good little we strengthening. Did, we did. Piece. Thank you. I'm a little out of breath right now. Um, <clears throat> we did talk on the trail today. Like now is not a time to hurt yourself before ski season. And that it like one thing that I love about recreating with you and I, when I choose my recreation partners, mm. you don't need to full send. No, I was, there was no, there was very little sending on my part today. That's true. <laughs> was, it was, <clears throat> you were, you were gliding. There was this, you know. Did some, I did some hike biking. Uh -huh. um, but I do, I appreciate that because it is about those conversations, right? It's about the time out. I was glad to learn I was not effing with your um, Strava, which is, I know is a thing you just keep track of. We were able to give us our mileage, which was good, how much we climbed. So there's like value yep. in that. Um, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't going for a queen of the mountain. But speaking of Strava, mm. so you know I'm working on that joke. I'm working yes. on a Strava joke. I love that joke. I get okay. it more now that I know more about Strava Yeah, too. so what I'm like struggling with my Strava joke. Okay, everyone, so I have this joke I'm working on because in case you all don't know, I'm trying to be a comedian because I thought that that would be like a fun career move. Like I'm like, you know what? Like what if coalition doesn't work out? What if, you know, what if I need a plan B? Well, be a comedian. I feel like that's obvious exactly what I would do. So I've, I've, I have a coach, Raquel Velez of Alpine Parrot, is my official comedy coach because she used to do stand-up. Mm -hmm. um, I have received some feedback. I'm trying to incorporate it. Basically, the feedback is that I tell stories. Like, I'm a storyteller, so I have too many words and I don't have enough, enough punchlines. But I have this Strava joke that I'm working on, on like basically how to turn it into a feminist app. And it's all about how you get it to track the number and how quickly men give women orgasms. And that's how they're king of the mountain. And that's, yeah. So like you, oh, you want to be king of the mountain? Let me fucking give you, let me give you a way to be king of the mountain. Get to work. Yes. Get to fucking work. So anyways, that... I'm not going to give away the whole joke here because when you all come to see me when I'm on tour this mm -hmm. winter for the I Like Older Women tour, I don't want the joke to be ruined, but just know that there is this Strava joke in development. But one of the things I am struggling with 
what do you do with all the people in the audience who maybe don't know what Strava is? Mm -hmm. And this is what I've been trying to work with Raquel is like, well, don't I kind of need to explain it? And she's like, well, not necessarily because if a joke is funny, then it's just funny. Mm. But I feel like, well, what if I need, so anywho, it's just really hard to do comedy right now. Okay. It's really hard. There's not that much. um, Yeah. The world's really heavy. I'm not feeling very funny. funny, but I am working on the Strava jokes and so I think you should take Raquel's feedback I think that that's, she has good feedback. honest feedback and I feel like the the I like older women tour is going to be mildly strategic in places where there's gonna you know you're gonna be falling snow and mountains you want to ride and mm-hmm. so hopefully that'll give you know a bit of context in the audience and then again the joke is really funny like just the, even the it's, concept of taking anything yeah and then turning it into an app related to orgasms and who, who don't well, it's like how how you turn off. this like how how you turn this like kind of broy app into a feminist mm-hmm. app is fucking hilarious yes. it's fucking hilarious i did write quite a few jokes in my newsletter that i have so in addition to being a comedian I've also decided that I'm going to be a writer. Well, I am a writer. You're totally a writer. Thank you. I think you should think about workout videos, though. That's oh, like... I should do some workout videos? Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll come back to that because that was like a good start there. Thank you. Having... I'm really good at I'm really good at working out. I I did um, like 10 on each leg and I was losing my breath. Please make a t-shirt that says that. I'm, I'm really, really good, good at, at working, working out. out. Yeah. Um, but I So my commitment to being a, write, a writer mm. is that this summer when I was in Lamu, Lamu is this Swahili island off the coast of Kenya, I, I have been like working towards starting my own Substack, which is, you know, a newsletter um, separate from what I do at, at Co- Coalition. So at Coalition, I have lady parts. Some of you might read it. Some of you might have unsubscribed. <laughs> but I feel like if you're listening right now, you have not unsubscribed. Yeah. But also, who knows? I know. I subscribe on three different emails. Yeah, there's so very many. Supportive. Very supportive. So, but the thing about lady parts is that, you know, it is for coalition. So oftentimes I do have to be somewhat strategic around like, am I making sure to like work in the business or talk about things? Whereas my personal newsletter, um, it goes out every week, normally on Sundays, sometimes on Mondays, if Sunday has been either uh, if I've cried all night on Sunday yeah. or um, had like, you know, a hot day or so. No one knows. Like there's things that sometimes Monday morning it, it goes out, but I've been publishing my newsletter every week um, since July. I'm actually making real money with it, which is amazing. So I just want to thank everybody who has subscribed um, and pledged because I do put a lot of time into it. Um, and really it's just sort of like life goal of like, how do I get the fuck out of this country forever? But like, I need some sort of revenue. I need mm-hmm. income. So the, you know, being a writer is, is part of that. But, um, I did, I think it was probably like three weeks ago. I tried out my jokes in my newsletter mm. and it, it was pretty nasty. And really what I was trying to do was oh, to this under- was the one about D right. This was the one about Dick. Yeah. This yeah. was like, okay. We don't, women don't really need dick anymore. I mean, there's lots of women who have never needed dick, right? But there mm-hmm. is this idea, like, you know, that, like, you have to, like, the value of having a man is that you get dick. And I'm like, no, because vibrators and dildos have come so far. Like, you don't even need dick. And also, like, I feel like I'm legitimately fucking allergic to dick. Like, dick, you know, you're like, okay, I need the probiotics. I need the, I need to shower immediately, then I need all these things. Like there's a lot. So I wrote, those are also just snippets of the jokes, friends. Okay. That's just like a little teaser, but I wrote it all out. Cause I was like, I want to see if like the people who 
follow my writing think that the jokes are funny and and it was kind of extra like there's a yeah I've talked a lot about dick and vibrators and I don't think I said pussy once though dick oh that could go in another that could go in a different one with pussy for sure but people like like i put little polls in my newsletters and you you could either not answer the poll or you could have said no stop like enough well but people liked it your writing does i think is put out one language that people would like to use and and Mm. read and have in their lives but they might not necessarily have the courage to use it all the time or they might not have the not necessarily like the audience, but think about how um, something you might share might be like, oh, it's like so extra or, oh, it's it's so much. And it actually really isn't. It's just like honest communication and it's just thoughtful, right? So what we can do when, you know, when I think, feel like people get like a little window into that world and then mm-hmm. it's also that um, freedom to know that that language is theirs too because we know language is power and it's like so much of that has always been suppressed is we couldn't talk about that. You could never mm-hmm. say you didn't need dick. How could you even like propose that idea as someone who like I actually do kind of like dick I mean I like I do too I like it all okay I like it all I'm here I'm here for everything but I don't dislike dick I think it's fair to like phrase it as like a do we need it it's it's a question yeah Um, but that is this is why the the newsletter on Substack is called redefining radical for exactly what you just said like what is radical? What is too much? What is out there? Like yes. as someone who has been told almost her entire life that she's too much, really? You think you think I'm extra? You know what's fucking extra? That the number one killer of children in the United States is guns. That's radical. That's extra. That's too much. Um, I mean, that's just like one of a million things that we could list, right? So so we live in this world and, and we live in this country here in the United States where we've we've determined what is acceptable mm-hmm. and then what is too much. We have absolutely nor like normalized guns in this country. Well, it's lobbying and you know, but Second Amendment, all of that. But that's what's fucking wild. Well, not not me. Violence so violence has been normalized too. Cultural violence. So that's the whole point of the newsletter is like, well, what are the things that we can talk about or what are the stories that I can share? Like, how do I pull back from my academic re- research, from my graduate work to like talk about these things that for so long, women in particular have been told like, well, that's too much. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And- put it under not acceptable, inappropriate. You shouldn't yeah. say that. That's like quite like the ideas of that might be on people's mind all the time or yeah. might be like those kind of, you know, taboo conversations. We've talked about this a while for Juicy Bits is this is part of that place to be like, no, those are the conversations that need to be had. They ha- That open communication mm-hmm. needs to be part of your life, part of your friendships. It needs to be part of your romantic relationships because if not, there's going to be a constant little uh, barrier, right? And there's going to mm-hmm. be almost like, I don't call it like a dishonesty because that has a negative connotation, but like a, there's going to be a lack of truth to, to one's words because there's a lot of fucking thoughts that go on in these minds of ours. Oh my God, there's And I so bet many. you there are people that read your shit that are like, what the fuck? I think that all the time. How I can't believe, I want to say, it. you know what I mean? Like again, yeah. finding that- Well, not feeling, that alone. Yes. not feeling alone. Not feeling alone, right? That's such a big- a big thing. Um, another thing that I wrote about talking about like radical things, my choice of not having children mm. has nothing to do with being a radical feminist. Mm. It's actually, I fucking love coffee in the morning. I love quiet coffee time. That's it. But of course, like I don't get to be a human being who decided not to have kids. I don't get to just exist that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like 
society makes me extra because I've made this choice. I'm like, no, really, yeah. I just enjoy alone time mm-hmm. and coffee. I also enjoy skiing pal. And uh, like, though there's some pretty basic bitch reasons on why I don't have children. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with this like, I'm an independent woman. I'm mm-hmm. a feminist. I'm going to buck the system, fuck the status quo. I'm not having kids. No, I like legit just don't want them. And I love morning coffee. Yeah. It's like that. It's that fucking simple. But we, we all, we try to, we take these things and we try to make them to be so much more mm-hmm. than they really are. And certainly some people have like very specific, um, impassioned, reasons why they haven't had kids for me it's a hundred percent fucking morning coffee and morning dick sometimes yeah. and pal yeah. and that's it those are really important things thank though. you um speaking of someone with a kid i enjoy oh, yeah. all those things and i can tell you sometimes it's hard to find the time for that stuff i, I believe will, it i will say those choices get inflated so much because of the societal pressures on women to keep them in like one role right we know this it's like right. oh that would be your role so if you're not defined as someone's wife or as a mother then what what are you and you're like again i'm just a fucking human i'm a business just a like, person but how it's like going back to redefining it's redefining the worth around that and what mm-hmm. does it mean to be child free right by choice and mm-hmm. i do going back to platonic uh friendships i was having this conversation recently because someone asked like how i was able um it might have been how I was able to go to Kenya or like I have a trip coming up in, in February. And I was like, oh, well, I have friends that are available. Like they can do things, whatever the fuck they want. And once I, one, even I've been married almost 16 years, Brennan and I've been together for 22. I'm like, Mike is only six. I'm like, just because those things are part of my life. Like I didn't not keep my single friends or my mm-hmm. unmarried friends, my um, friends without kids. I'm like, cause their lives are valuable in my life. And they're also super valuable because they, they can do things all the time and it's yeah. fucking awesome. And you know what? They're really supportive. They love my kid. They think she's great. She they're is not great. fucking taking her home with her. And that's fine. Yeah. Like that's what I, that's my love. That's what, you know, I'm, and so I feel like that's the other piece in those platonic relationships is, is really just honoring one's choices. Mm-hmm. Right. And then seeing the value in what one brings to one another. Mm-hmm. Speaking of choices, so I, I was asked to speak at um, class at uh, UNR, University of Nevada, Reno. Yes, the person who invited me to speak has asked me to speak every year. He's one of our advisors for Coalition. He knows exactly how I am. So it's, it's pretty cool that I get asked to come back every year because great. I'm not your typical like business person who comes and speaks. And that's why he invites me, right? Is that mm-hmm. he knows that of all the people... Um, who are in business in the community that I'm going to offer something completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's it's this engineering class, even though it has a focus in business. There was one young woman in the class, all men, one young woman, and somehow it came up, and I don't, I don't, it fit, it fit. I was, I sit on the desk and I just, you know, talk. I looked at her and I said, "Don't you ever fucking believe you can have it all." That's what they will tell you. You cannot, you will like, you can be a mother and have children and work. You can do it. But this this idea that it's all, you know, that you're going to feel so empowered and wonderful. Women struggle every day with, well, today I'm not a good enough mom. Mm -hmm. Today I didn't do well enough at work. Today I failed my partner. This idea of like having it all go get it, I think is actually just like, a tool of capitalism to get women to do double labor, Mm. right? So you do the labor at home that's unpaid and then you get to go to work. And 
while like can can you have children be married and have a career yes you do it Mm -hmm. is it easy uh no no but we have this there's this narrative of like you got this mm-hmm. fuck fuck that no if some fucking man came up with that shit or some fucking woman with heaps of money with a fucking nanny was like you can have it all and you cannot those women don't fucking have it all because they i don't. will tell you talk about it as a tool of capitalism what does that then do it's like oh what else is going to bring in this sense of like satisfaction or being enough mm-hmm. it goes to consumerism right and mm-hmm. it goes to um you know unrealistic expectations around around beauty and around what that mother should look like when she's showing up at school to drop off a child and then get herself to work to then go home to a house. I mean, it's not quite, it's kind of a leap, but it's like the, um, you know, the problem that has no name from mm-hmm. like the, like from Betty Friedan's book. And you're looking at this idea of like, why is it that, you know, you, you wanted to get married and then you have kids and now you're even given <coughs> the opportunity to like join the workforce. Isn't that enough? And you're like, Again, why? So I can have multiple jobs, one that's kind of unpaid and you actually can't really quit from. And then the other piece of like, where is that time for oneself? And that is not necessarily, to give you an example, you know, if I, and this is not in my, my specific relationship, thankfully, but the, the dynamic where the male might have to leave work to, to do something for, for their child or for the home. And they're like fucking applauded for it. Right. It's like, here's your. You know, your oh, cookie. Oh, look at what a great daddy uh, is. He picked her up from school. He made he made their lunch. Get the fuck out yeah. of here. Stop giving men yeah, cookies. And, that, and it's like that it's like no, you oh, should ridiculous. do that. It's like you that what? Yeah. But I will say I'm not excusing it, but I feel like the overarching message has always been that that is what the woman can and will do. And it's like mm-hmm. how many, it's like just because you maybe can do it all, one doesn't mean that you should. And it's also a reason that we see a tremendous amount of like like women that are not not totally at ease, right? And they're the ones yeah. like in therapy, on yoga retreats, like reaching out for the pieces of like, why is this? And it's like, it's actually not you. You're totally enough. And all that guilt and all that societal pressure mm-hmm. are those tools to really kind of, I don't want to say totally break down women, but have it be like, you're so at the point where there's nothing else you're going to reach for because you're just fucking tired. That's true. You know what yes. fucking breaks me down and makes me tired? Fucking Instagram. Ah. Also... I get on Instagram and I know you're fucking listening to me right now, Zuckerberg, but so I have curly hair and it's been like quite frizzy and not um, manageable. So now all I fucking get in my feed, I'm going to get so much more now or just like I get served ads. Yeah. They hear me. I know you're fucking listening. Mm -hmm. I get served ads for hair products, which is kind of fun because you like need some things, but then I found like, this is another reason why I started my newsletter is I'm like, I don't even want to be on Instagram anymore it fucking exhausts me um i don't even like posting to it anymore and so i've just found i have found so much more pleasure in writing and taking my like my sunday afternoons are dedicated to writing and i spend way more time writing than i would ever posting right so it's not like it's less time it's more and then i post once a week to just talk about what i wrote Mm -hmm. so it's like a bit of a copy paste and that's pretty much all i can muster with social these days also i'm a hundred percent too old to master tiktok i understand it i know how it works there's app there's some talks that i think are fucking hilarious i'm here for it (laughs) oh you're the one you sent me is still my fucking favorite yeah there's good ones but like i don't i can't to be that creative and that on all the time like this idea that you just have to be so clever 
24 seven and that, and that you're that clever posting to your stories and making your talks. And I know I just said talks, but that's also, there's a joke in that somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Everyone I'm practicing right now, but can't do it. Like I just fucking can't, I'm so fucking tired mm-hmm. with social. And so I'm, I'm not quitting it per se, cause it's absolutely a tool, mm. but I do not feel the need to post. I don't feel the need to share everything that I do. Um, and that has been pretty liberating. Mm-hmm. That's been liberating. Yeah. And you can just go on it when you want to see the curly hair products. Yeah. And also, does anyone know of some legitimate curly hair products for, cause I have long curly hair and my hair is, it just is like getting so frizzy lately. And I'm like, I don't understand. Also, is this what it means to age? Cause you know, when you get older, they talk about how your hair kind of dries out. Ugh. And so then I'm like, oh my God, am I beginning the season of drying? Like, am I like the season Better of a woman is drying? Well, that's what it, but is it next? Is oh, my pussy next? I hope not. Is I my, I don't my know. Friend, but I'll be here to talk to the guy. I know we're going to, okay. So <laughs> if my pussy starts to dry up, we're going to talk a lot about it. And I'm going to need like, Okay, also, that's a whole other this could Instagram be, feed for I was going to say, this could actually be fucking amazing. <laughs> um, the ads I'm going to get served now by having this conversation about, is my, my pussy is still wet, but what happens if it gets dry? What are the products to make my pussy wet? That's for you, Mark. That's for you. Okay, that is just for you. No, but for real, I really do hope that by the time... Like legitimately, like if my pussy does dry up, I hope that there's like really good products out on the market so that it's not because like my wet pussy, it's like, it's part, it's like, you know, it's like part of my signature. It's, <laughs> I it like is. you turned yourself a little bit to the phone to make sure that I can hear you. I want to make sure Mark hears me. So don't cut your own bangs. Everybody's pussy stay wet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh <laughs> Keep your friends in your life. Mm-hmm. They're beautiful and important. Mm-hmm. Maybe get out on your bike. Get out on your bike. Fly. It's okay. Oh, and do Jan's workout. Sun. Do my Hungarian. Just to kind lunges. of wrap up the, the, the beauty of our time together. So before we start recording, we're thinking, I was like, oh, yeah, we're going back and forth. You know, got heady topics. We're like, where are we going to go tonight? I'm like, oh, fuck, where do we go when like we kind of feel like our brains are like seeping out of our ears a little bit? It's been oh, a long so worked. Day, I had a long week. A yeah. long week. A long few weeks. Oof. The world is so heavy. So right. many of us are struggling with things. Like it's been a lot. And I definitely uh Emma is also a slight bit hungover today. I am, yeah. but I still woke up at 7:30 and did a work for fucking six hours yeah. till I met you to mountain bike, and then we mountain biked and then cooked dinner. And now we're recording a podcast. Yeah. Check um, done. Yeah. Imagine me on a day when I am not hungover. It's fucking <laughs> get out of here. You know, but sometimes you have lot sometimes you need to party a little bit let's you know let off some steam it was fun so but yeah Julian and I had no idea what we were going to talk about but we were like we we said we were going to record we both are exhausted yes we didn't want to record something that was super heavy insomnia we're not sleeping so this is what happens when we get together in the same room and just hit record Mm -hmm. now you know you're welcome you're welcome See you next time, friends. Yes. If they're still listening. If they're still listening. No (laughs) one knows. I mean, the analytics tell us a little bit, but also, I don't know. Like, if you, okay, if you've made it this far, please send me an email either about really good products for pussy 
pussies, really good hair products. Or share this episode with your best or friend. Or share the episode with your best committed friend. platonic best. If you made it this far. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> next time. See you next time.